Bez Hashem, welcome to episode 3. <clears throat> Does it work? Does it matter? <clears throat> That's our subject today. It sounds like such an interesting thing and such a simple, straightforward thing. Is my parenting working? Does the technique I'm about to use work? Does the response I am going to react with work? Isn't that an important question to ask yourself? But then let's ask ourselves the next question. Does it matter if it works? Does it matter if it doesn't work? Who cares? It sounds so ridiculous when I say it because of course you care. Of course it, you want it to work. And the only reason you're doing it is because you want it to work, right? It sounds so simple. Let's go one step further we didn't put into the title. Does it work? Does it matter? And does it get me the results? And now, as simple as it sounds, and as straightforward as it is, it is not simple at all. Certainly not practiced at all. I'm going to go over it with you one more time. Let's study again. Does it work? Is the parenting thing I'm doing now, does it work? I don't know. Does it? Well, that's why I'm doing it, because I want it to work. Next, does it matter if it works? Of course it matters. Why else am I doing things? Do I want to do things that don't work? Do I want to just waste my energy and waste my time? And thirdly, results. Am I getting the results I'm looking for? Does that matter? Of course it matters. It all matters. So let's take two instances that came to our attention recently. And let's study if this is indeed the case or not. One, And I'm, we're changing some details just to protect the innocent. Uh, one case is a case with a 70-year-old teenager boy. And he's being chutzpidik to his... Uh, he's being chutzpidik to his father. And there are some people, friends are around. They're observing the chutzpah. And one says, you let him get away with that. And the other one says, I can't believe how much you let yourself be abused. <clears throat> so, the teenager is being chutzpahdik to the father. The friends are commenting. So what do the friends want the father of the teenager should do? They want him to discipline. They want him to talk strongly to the teenager. Don't you open your mouth to me like that. Who do you think you are? Maybe even a stronger approach that will deny some privileges. You think you want to, tomorrow you want to ask me to use the car? I'm not going to give you the car. You don't treat me like a piece of dirt. Okay, we're not going to say it in such a way. We're not, we're not going to get angry. We'll be calm. We'll say, young man, you live in a house and there are rules in the house. You want to live in this house, you, wanna, you have to talk to your parents a certain way. And if you don't, I'm sorry to say, there are going to have to be consequences here. You will have to lose some of your privileges. And so I didn't say it in a, in, in a, a frustrating way. I didn't say it in a... In an angry way, I said it in a calm way. What's wrong with that? So let these are the friends were telling the father 
what I told you, let him get away with that chutzpah. The father doesn't discipline this kid. He does other things. But um, should we follow the advice of the friends? The father was very confused and he turned to me. And he wanted to know if he should follow the advice of the friends. Now this could happen not only with fathers, it could happen with mothers, not only with sons, it could happen with daughters. Make your calculations. In any case, should we follow the advice? Should we follow the advice of the friends of the father? After all, what are they telling us? They're telling us, don't let him get away with such chutzpah. You're an abused parent. I don't have to let myself be abused by my son. Sorry. I understand there's permissiveness today. I understand there's a lot of understanding and love and relationship. But Aleph Beis, the Seres Hadibris, it says in the Chumash, in the Torah HaKidosh, in the Holy Torah, it says, respect your parents. So you have to have respect in this house. We're Jews. We follow what the Ten Commandments say. Even the Goyim do. So if so, or they, at least they know them, so what's the idea? The point here is that we can't let him get away with such a thing, which is what the neighbors are saying, the friends are saying. So let's ask, but I asked this father, the father was confused after what he heard. I asked him these challenging questions. I said, so does it work? He was upset. The neighbors are upset. The father's not being firm and not disciplining. So what the kid's 17 years old? He can't froth off at the mouth and just have attitude and just get away with it like that. So he said to the father, let's see, were you strict with this boy in the past? Did you give him a piece of your mind? Did you answer him back? Did you tell him we don't tolerate such talking? Did you stand your ground? And the father said, I did. And I said, what were the results? The results were, said the father, that it got worse. The boy is a defiant, oppositional type child. And when the father came at him with telling him, you can't talk to me like that, or don't you talk to me like that, or you better not talk to me like that, then the boy just started talking worse. So let the father discipline, let the father, so the boy will do worse. It's not helping over here. That's first of all. So does it work? It doesn't work. Does it matter? It should matter, but to some people like the neighbors who are giving the advice of being strict, they don't care if it works. To them it doesn't matter. The results don't matter you can't let a child talk like that. Yes, but if you respond with discipline to this 17-year-old who's oppositional and independent, it'll make it worse and he'll rebel against you even more. So should you not? Should you let him get away with it? No, you should not. But do something that works. So I'm trying to show you how we talk but we don't live the talk we're talking. We are contradicting ourselves in our talking. You let him get away with that? You let yourself be abused like that? So what are we trying to encourage the parent to do? To do something that doesn't work. 
and between you and I, it'll make it worse. So these neighbors are encouraging the parent to do something that will make it worse. What, so just sit back and do nothing and let a child to know? Do what works. What works? That's my question to you now. Okay? But at least you agree with me that to do what doesn't work is not the thing to do. And it does matter, doesn't it? Especially if what you might do that doesn't work might make it worse. And you don't want to make it worse, correct? If your child is frothing at the mouth and he's talking back to you and he's opening, he's talking, using all kinds of chutzpah words and attitude, do you want to make it better? Do you want to make it worse? Of course you want to make it better. So don't do things that make it worse. Make sense? But you have to tell them off because you're being abused. No, you have to do what works. Let's get that into our heads. We have to do what will work and make it better. That means we have to do what will work and stop the chutzpah. Can you do? Is there anything to do? Of course there is. Another point to bring out, which is a very critical point here. When we say, does it work? Does it work means that it should work to get us the result we're looking for. I mentioned this before. To get us the result we want. What result do you want? from your 17-year-old. Do you want your 17-year-old just to go along with the motions, to comply against his will, and to resent you in his heart? Is that what you want from the 17-year-old? Or do you want from the 17-year-old something better than that? You want him to really respect you in his head, heart, words, and hands. Don't you want him to respect you and look up to you? So the people that are advising this father, you take so much abuse and you're letting him get away with that. Are they advising the father to do what will bring the child to respect the father? Or at best, are they advising the father just to get compliance, but against his will. A mother once confided in me that her 18-year-old is going out and she shares nothing with her mother about her dates, only with the neighbor. Her mother and her didn't get along because her mother probably was a little bit strong with her, like the neighbors are advising this father to do. So please understand, does it work? That's question one. Do you get the results? What are the results you are hoping for? Hoping for results that your teen will just comply and nothing more than that is settling for very little. It's lowering the bar. It's not aiming for anything more than just the bare minimum. If you can get your child to respect you and look up to you, why would you settle just for your child complying and following instructions against his will and really resenting you? It certainly is possible. So what do we suggest in the case of the 17-year-old? So I asked the father, what happened exactly? And there was something frustrating the father did. And the 17-year-old was very frustrated. Actually, he was frustrated with himself. 
Father, they they um, <clears throat> let's say they 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 did something and it didn't work out for the seventeen-year-old. They tried building something together and it didn't come out right, or fixing something of his, it didn't come out right, and the seventeen-year-old was frustrated and he was blaming the father. So I said to the father, what about if you go to your 17-year-old when he's being frustrated and he's talking to you not nicely? And why don't you say, you know, I really understand how you're frustrated. And understand his frustration and let him know that you feel with him. So he said he never tried that. Probably, based on what he knows from the young man, it would work and it would calm him down. And even then, maybe he would say to the father, I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe not, but at least we'll get him to calm down and be more respectful. So understand, not everything is as it appears. You're ready right away to have discipline. But the discipline in this case will make it worse. And in other cases, we'll get compliance at best, but resentment as well. Whereas if you could do things that get the child to respect you and look up to you, which is certainly possible, and one of those things is understanding the child <clears throat> and feeling with, and what's important to the child is important to you, applying all these principles will get you respect from the child. And we've seen these things happen and turn around. And we've seen fighting children and defiant children asking parents how they could help them and what they can do for them. It takes a little bit time. It could take a few weeks. We've heard stories within a few weeks that how the children turn around. <clears throat> but it's up to you to be interested in results and things working, not just in exercising authority that doesn't work might make it worse and certainly doesn't get you the respect you want. So somebody hearing this, again, once you're hearing this, in, in the next instance we're going to share with you, might be even more hair-raising for you and might get all your defenses up and you might have a hard time with it and it makes no difference. You have to agree to the truth. What is the truth? The truth is what's your goal? Your goal is to get the child to respect you. If it takes a few weeks and the child is going to respect you, look up to you and listen to you, so because on the spot you didn't smack them across the face or give them with a belt and a strap and you didn't take away every conceivable privilege that they could have, so therefore you're doing the wrong thing? I'm sorry. But if you want to do the right thing, you have to look at the results <coughs> and you have to ask yourself, is it working? Is it not <coughs> working? I should really say that the results are what define if it's working, if it's not working. That's why Rev Steinman says <coughs> that chinuch is defined by the successful result. It's unlike other mitzvahs. Eating matzah is defined by eating matzah. <coughs> shaking lulav is defined by shaking lulav. Sitting in the sukkah is defined by sitting in the sukkah. Hearing the shofar is defined by hearing the shofar. Chinuch is defined not by the action and not by what you did now, but will it bring the desired result or not? If it will, it's chinuch. If it won't, it's not.
let's take the next instance and once you've been prepared for the first instance now you're going to be ready put on your seat belts please <clears throat> settle down and we're taking off here we go a mother mother recently came to me about her seven-year-old boy seven-year-old boy is very can be very upset he's somebody who can be bitter defiant certainly has low frustration tolerance and this seven year seven-year-old doesn't like certain things and one day he was given a few things in his eyes didn't work out the way he wanted oh they certainly did not so the story that broke the camel's back was when he wanted to go play with his friends and the mommy said i don't think it's a good idea the this mother of the seven-year-old called up to check out and her mother says to her seven-year-old let's call him baruch baruch the mommy doesn't let you play today it's not a good idea i want to go anyway no you can't go if the mommy doesn't let you. i'm not going uh, he's unreasonable this baruch he just wants certain things sometimes that are unreasonable and when he doesn't get his way he gets upset what did he do he did the unthinkable walked over to his mother and slapped her across the face this is not the first story i'm hearing about a seven-year-old boy slapping a mother across the face i'm sorry to say today we live in a very interesting world a chaotic world a turbulent world and unfortunately chinuch today is more difficult than ever before what should a mother do in such a case now the mother left it she was in shock of course she didn't know what to do and we're going on and a little bit of time has passed a few days and she's asking me what to do now those of you that are hearing this especially those of you on the podcast now listening will certainly say this kid needs chinuch quote unquote he needs some he needs to learn a lesson quote unquote mother can't just not do anything i think in the end the mother asked the child to go up to his room and that was that child didn't want to the mother said she will we're not going to go into all those gory details the mother didn't do anything serious it was glossed over and everybody went resumed the regular daily routine afterwards and it was let's say forgotten about so to speak although the mother didn't forget about it what is the proper response right away when you hear this you say to yourself abba should come home and take the boy and give him a few smacks where it hurts not in his face heaven forbid on his bottom and you go over to him and you give him the three smacks on the bottom and you say don't you ever touch ima again never ever or else this is just the beginning of what's going to happen to you oh now you could breathe a sigh of relief of course now you're talking chinuch. whoa till now i got scared but now i feel much better this is chinuch. so you may feel much better but does it work does it get you the proper results of course he'll be afraid to do it next time are you sure how long will it last till next time what do you mean he won't do it he knows you step on a minefield you get blown up you touch an electric fence you get electrified (laughs) what's a shayla okay 
What if he's a defiant child and a bitter child and he'll do it again again and he'll do something else? But we said something else. Let's look at the results. What are the results we're going to get here? The child will be afraid of the father. A little bit. Maybe he'll resent the father too. Who cares? I don't care. Maybe he'll rebel against the father. Maybe he'll do it again to his mother after the initial fear wears off. What are you going to do after that? We'll hit him again. Okay. Okay. So let's say two weeks later, you'll hit him again. And then, what if he does it again two weeks after that? Again and worse and more times. One mother told me that she hit her child so many times that she had to find a way to hit him, a six-year-old. She had to find a way to hit him that it'll hurt. So she waited till he was changing from clothes to pajamas. So he had his, his feet were bare, his legs were bare, and she smacked him on the thigh. That hurts. And she was happy that she found a way to punish that will hurt. The boy went, I don't know what happened. I didn't follow the boy too long, but I think he went off the derch at a young age. I don't even know if he's mentally 100%. My friends, does it matter if it works? The only way we can know is to study the results. What results are we looking for? So if we smack the boy, even if we hit him in a safe way on the bottom and in not a disgraceful way, heaven forbid in the face, heaven forbid, or in other places, on the bottom where he sits, let's say we do it three times, but what's going to be the next time? But even more than that, even now the results, now what results are we getting? Does he respect his mother? Does he look up to his mother? No! But who cares? You have, you can't get him, let him get away with this. So again, when you say you can't let him get away with this, are you really doing something to make it better that he will respect the mother? Well, he better. Yeah, but is he going to? Is what you're doing going to bring him to respect, or just to be afraid of and fear and maybe even resent? So what do you suggest? What do, I'll tell you. Hear me out. That's why you're here, right? This is what we told the father. Three things. Number one, he has to sit down with the boy. Maybe the other spouse could do it. It's even better. And say, number one, this is not acceptable. We have to do something to fix this up. What shall we do to fix it up? Let the boy think a little bit and break his head. Let him think for, for two, three minutes. Let him come up with suggestions. We want him to realize that something is very wrong here. And he has to fix it up. And we're not just going on with our day without fixing up this very wrong thing. That's the first thing we want to ingrain into him. Something's wrong here, young man. You crossed a red line, young man. We're not going to say that. You'll soon see why. We want to give him a certain understanding. So we'll tell him the other spouse should be the one to work this out with the boy and say, you know, let's say the mother in this case, sit down, that's unacceptable. What you did to Abba, 
nothing. We have to fix this up. We can't just go like this. And let the boy come up with all kinds of suggestions. So that way the boy is thinking in the right way now. Wow, I did something really, really not good. I have to fix it up. And then the mother should say, well, you know, I think we should really write a strong letter of apology. You can't slap a father in the face. You can't do that. So now they sit down, they write a letter of apology, and the mother should help the boy and say, you know, this is not good enough. We need something better. Write better words. And she should get the boy to have to work on this letter. And don't just do it in one sitting. You know, this is okay. It's a good beginning. Let's come back and do it again uh, tomorrow. Work on this more. We can't just bring this letter just like this. Then let's say they did it in two or three sittings. And then little by little, the boy is saying this is a big deal. Now they finish the letter and the mother might say, you know, you need some better words here. Like, I'm really, really sorry, Abba. I didn't mean it. Like, I'll never do this again. Let, let her make the boy sweat a little bit and come up with good. Okay, you got the idea? We're not doing it in one sitting. Doing it in three sittings. We're not letting the boy get away with uh, a little this, a little that. We need good words here. And that. And we're making the boy think before we show him the right things to do. That way he's going to be working through this endeavor, not just one, two, three, and it's over, goodbye, I'm sorry, and goodbye, and nothing doing. Next, once the letter is ready, then the mother should say, you know, we really want to fix this up. So I think we have to buy Abba some kind of gift. You can't just give him a letter. What, ha- what, what, what we did was a big deal. We have to really fix this up. Let's go to the Svarim store, buy Abba some kind of safer. You see what a big deal we're making here? And after all that's said and done, they go to the Sarm store and they buy Abba a nice safer. It should be an, an impressive safer. And they should write an inscription from the sun, Abba Mechila Mimeni, or, or we don't want it for other people to see it, Abba, from your son who loves you and respects you. And sign your name. Ah! So now he's gone up a notch. Now he respects his father. And he's engaging in all this willingly. And if he isn't, the mother has to give him some to understand that this is what has to be done. You have to fix up what you did. What do you mean? Now, when you're doing this over time, what's the boy going to say? You understand? If you're coming at the moment, you're reacting out of anger. And what you're trying to fight and push your authority is one thing. But if you're coming and you're teaching the boy lessons, he himself knows that he crossed the red line. Who do you think he's fooling? He's not fooling himself either. He knows that he crossed the red line. Even if he's a defiant boy, this is something even defiant boys don't do. So, the next step is the mother should say, you know, it's all nice what we're doing, but we really need to fix this up. We need something more. Something's missing here. I think every day we have to learn something about Kibbut of Aim, at least for um, uh, five minutes a day for a month. Then I think we've done it. Uh, the child has to agree to all these things, but now what are you doing? You made such a big deal, and it took you two or three days at least 
to come up with these ideas and the boy had to sweat through and he had to think of things to write in the letter and he had to think of words and then that wasn't enough and now you went out and you bought the boy a book uh, bought the boy bought the father a book with the mother together to appease the father and make up to him and now after all that you're going to agree to learn some book on respect and keep it up for aim now how do you think the boy's going to come out from all this he is going to respect his father tons more i actually did this it was a crazy case we had where boys were babysitter uh, boys were home and the babysitter was a balastruva a 19 year old girl and the boys were fighting with the girl. They actually beat her up. The boy was, let's say, 10. The brother was about 8. They beat up the girl. When the mother came home, the girl was crying. They were fist fighting with the girl. And the girl was sitting there crying. And the mother asked me what to do. The girl was devastated. She left and she went back to her, her uh, wherever her lodgings, wherever she was staying. And I told the mother to do this exact program. Really, the mother wanted a, who knows what she wanted to do to the kids. But I said, let's do this. Exact same thing. Let's get them to write a letter and make a whole spiel like we did. Let the letter take a while. A few days. And then we have to buy the girl a present. And then we have to go asking the girl Mechila, presenting the girl with all these things. I left out the Musa part, that the other things are, and it was really hard for these kids. She went through the whole thing and took a few days. The mother said, I'm not pleased with you kids. You did this. We have to fix this up. This is not good. And what are we going to do? And the kids had to break their heads to think of something. And finally, they agreed to write the letter. The kids were active participants over here. As they were writing the letter, it says, let's write it on a special stationery. Let's get a thing. They were they were really part of the whole thing over here. And when they came to ask Mechila from the girl, they really meant it. And the girl was so impressed, it made such a Kiddush Hashem. They bought her a present as well. So, my friends, I think there's something very important here. And that is, does it work? Does it matter? When you're about to use techniques that just take care and calm our frustrations, you can't let them get away with it. How could you let yourself such, suffer such abuse? It's all fine and nice, but will it get us the results we want? And does it matter if it will, if it won't? Because sometimes we're not thinking if it will get us the results or not. We couldn't care less. I'm not going to let them talk to me like that. But understand, that means that it doesn't matter to you. Results don't matter to you. Because if they did, you're not going to do something that's going to make it worse. Or that's at best only going to get you compliance. You're looking for real respect. And you can get it from the child if you play your cards a little bit differently. But that's only if results matter to you. The successful results. So we're asking you to make a mind shift from today on. Make a paradigm shift over here. Change your view. Instead of just doing something on the moment because you can't let them get away with it, whatever it is, think about the results. Let successful results matter to you and you go about things differently. And if you don't know how, at least stop doing things that make it worse because stopping to make it worse is already starting to make it better.